0: God doesn't just call us into a personal relationship with Jesus. He also calls us to grow in our faith in Him and into spiritual maturity, and we aren't meant to do it alone. Today, we'll talk about the importance of personal growth here on The Watching World Podcast. Welcome to The Watching World Podcast, a podcast of Abundant Life Church in Lee Summit, Missouri, whose mission is to see lives changed by Jesus and whose vision is to be living proof of a loving God to a watching world. I'm Les Norman, and our guest for this episode is Abundant Life's family pastor and my buddy, Jeremy Brownlee. Jeremy, welcome in, man. Man, Les, thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. This is going to be a lot of fun. We've had a few podcasts, but I know this is going to be my favorite because anytime you and I get together... It is not your normal situation <laughs> no, we, at all. There is no. a little bit of fun that's had, yeah, between us and yeah. you've been on some different things and we've had the chance to work together. So this is a, an honor and a pleasure, dude. This is uh it's a bucket lister for me.
1: Oh man, no. The honor and the pleasure is all mine, yeah. You and I have had the ministry experience together uh for more than a decade and Probably at least seven or eight years worth of laughs
0: wrapped up in all of that that <laughs> ministry work. See, that just makes me laugh just talking about the laughs. I go back to the <laughs> times and the for our listeners, Jeremy is the type of guy where you know, if you've got a friend, that you work with and that you really care about deeply, and they're on that same wavelength of weirdness and oddness oh, yeah. and ministry, just a glance sometimes during a meeting walking down the hall <laughs> will just make you start busting up laughing. That's what you give to me. An, an ornery text message during a meeting that we're both setting in that we wish we weren't. Absolutely. Yeah. And people are going to think, um, didn't you just introduce that, guy as the family pastor? <laughs> <laughs> you know, the title is weird. It is not anything that
1: I really ever expected to have. I'm really deeply honored. But, you know, I step back and I look when Jesus comes back, he comes out of the grave, he appears to his friends. And almost the first thing he asks them is, do you have any food? And so I think Jesus loves our sense of humor, and we might as well have as much fun while we're doing this as possible.
0: Well, when you had the disciples hanging around, I, do you think there was some mud puddle splashing and uh, some maybe some kind of joking and tomfoolery you know, going on? You
1: know, you and I have talked about this before. I think, unfortunately, a lot of times that we—it really ties to our topic today, a personal growth. A lot of times we view the disciples, the apostles in our mind as these like refined, like stoic, wise elders of the church. But, I man, you got to understand when they started following Jesus, they were probably 20 something fishermen. And I can tell you, every 20 something fisherman I've ever been around was full of laughs and full of shenanigans
0: and smells. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Stinky, rowdy men. Absolutely. Yeah. And, but the group that launched. The gospel into the world. Yeah.
1: And to me, like I said, one of the things that we're talking about today, we don't have to end up how we start out and we might
0: as well enjoy the process the whole time. Absolutely. Now, before we dive in, because yeah. I know this is a, a very passionate area. <laughs> I mean, you're my leadership guy. You love people so well but one of your passions also is personal growth yeah. and so I'm I'm really excited to dig into this with you but before yeah. we get there what is the duty of the family pastor here at abundant life
1: yes yeah, so the family pastor role is uh, it's kind of an interesting one when uh, you know when you and I first started abundant life journey kids was our kids ministry and fusion was our student ministry and they were two separate ministries that function in their own way, their own kind of own language, kind of their own, you know, working towards success. And, and what we realized is the church has gotten larger and larger and the Lord keeps expanding our reach is that while it made sense from a ministry standpoint, it, it really didn't make as much sense from a family standpoint. You know, a lot of families have kids in in elementary school or younger kids, but they also have a teenager at home. And so we saw the, the opportunity to combine Journey, Kids, and Fusion into a family ministry in, in order to better partner with families in the discipleship of their children. Because as you know, we go into 2021, 2022, what we see is the, the American family life just continues to get busier. And so we want to help you and I both know we've got kids of our own. No doubt. Um, And so we want to help families with this discipleship, with this growth thing that we're talking about today, happen in their home more than just on a Sunday morning or a Wednesday night. And so that's how family ministry came about. And I have the opportunity to lead a really talented, really amazing team. Um, that's ultimately responsible for helping families minister and
0: disciple to kids from birth through high school graduation. That's outstanding. So speaking of family and kids, tell us a little bit about your family.
1: Yeah. So uh, my wife and I, Chandra, um, we're coming up on 20 years of marriage. Congrats. Yeah, in just a few months. Uh, we had four kids in 40 months, as you know, you, you know, my children props Um, and
0: respect to mama,
1: you know, for those of you listening, if you want to be a family pastor, just have four kids in 40 months and figure out how to not do anything stupid with them. (laughs) uh, (laughs) Wow. uh, So now, you know, I've got, I'm now I'm a parent of teenagers and, uh, you know, moving into that that next phase of life. And so I am super thankful for the opportunity, you know, to be a part of a church that sees the family unit as diverse, as
0: dynamic, and wants to help minister to them. Final question before we dive in. Yeah. Family pastor, but how did you get to this point? How long have you been here at Abundant Life?
1: Man, so my wife and I came looking for a church in 2005— uh, um, I was a police officer. I tell the joke. Um, I was a cop twice as long as Phil, but I'm only half as tall, so we have the same <laughs> amount of experience. Um, and you know, we uh, we just kind of came in looking for a church, looking for a place to raise a family. My wife was pregnant with our uh, our daughter at the time. and uh, kind of like so many people, I just slowly got more and more involved. It's actually how you and I became friends. Uh, I, I said yes, like so many people to serving in kids ministry and um, you know, you and I had the opportunity to laugh and joke with uh, with elementary age kids and have a great time. And, man, that's crazy because that's yeah. been way more than 10 years ago. Right. Yeah, so I served as a volunteer in Abundant Life for, oh, man, six or seven years before coming on staff. I came on staff as an associate children's pastor in 2014 um, and have been on staff ever since.
0: Six years. A lot has happened yeah. in six years. Yeah. And it was really... Cool, I think, when we worked together and we started with the children's ministry, the little, little kids, and it probably helps when we were both maybe not even quite as mature as
1: kindergartners through fifth graders. What's crazy now, like, uh, you know, with our opportunity serving with Fusion, and I know we've talked about this is so many of those kids that we had as, you know, kindergartners, first and second graders are now high schoolers. And it's been amazing to watch some of these kids uh, grow up and now seeing them live their faith out just even fuels my passion more for this thing of growing into who Christ created us to
0: be. Absolutely. Nice segue, by Mm. the way, that's well done. Mm. You've done this before. (laughs) You are my my communicator. So, okay, personal growth, your passion, but it could be this passion for people. I mean, we can, I want to grow, you want to grow people that are driven by nature. They want to grow as a person. They want to grow their family. They want to grow in a lot of different areas. They want to be better. They want to be smarter. They want to have the rough edges smoothed around and and they want to look behind them in the years and think, okay, I've advanced, I've advanced, I've advanced. But just in and of itself, personal growth is good, but biblical. Yeah. Personal growth. Why is it important? Why are we talking about this? Yeah.
1: So, you know, we're talking about it. I'll I'll tell just a quick part of my story. I came to faith at a a church camp when I was 13 years old. Uh, When I was 14 years old, my dad and stepmom got divorced um, and I stopped going to church totally until I was 28. Um, At any point in time during that path, I would have told you that I was a Christian. I would have told you that I was a believer, but I was a brand new baby Christian Um, If you can almost imagine this creepy, weird analogy of somebody having a baby, like literally the day after taking the baby, putting the baby on the shelf and leaving that baby alone for 14 years. Um, And when 2005 rolled around and we came back into abundant life, it's like all of a sudden we took the baby off the shelf and started helping nurture the growth of the baby. Yeah. Is it weird that I'm referring to myself as a furry
0: man, baby? No, um, because I know you. (laughs) Yeah, Everybody else is just going to have to take my word for it.
1: So I think that a lot of this passion comes from, you know, I tell people, I don't have a lot of regrets about the past, but I question who would I be if during that 14 years, I would have been intentional in in growing in my faith and I would have been intentional
0: Mm. about surrounding myself with people who were going to help me with that process. Absolutely. And so... What does Jesus say about it? Because it's it's not like, I mean, there are things, there's scripture in the Bible that we're yeah. going to talk about and yeah. we're going to bring up. But the common thing in, in Christians maybe is that, okay, we're saved by trusting in Jesus yeah. as our Savior. If you believe in your heart, yeah. you know, yeah. yeah, confess your sins. Uh, we, we talk about repentance. Uh, for God so loved the world that he mm. sent his only begotten son. Come Whoever on. believeth in him Come on, shall not preach. perish but have eternal life. Yeah. So and,
1: uh, and so I love the fact, Les, that we're saved by grace through faith. But I tell you what, when you asked about what's Jesus say, the, the verse Luke 2.52 jumps out to me as one that I think all of us have to take him and live this. And it's that Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and favor with God and man. So even though he was absence of the sinful nature that you and I have, he still had this period where he had to grow into who the father had created him to be, to do the things that he wanted to do. And, and, and here's what I'm telling you, uh, watching World Podcast listeners.
0: If Jesus had to grow into who he was supposed to be, guess what? All of us do as well. Amen to that. Absolutely. It's not like he was nine and then boom, go get him, buddy.
1: Right. Go get him. But but the cool thing is you do, and, and you see these glimpses of greatness. You know, 12-year-old Jesus teaching in the, uh, in the right. temple and making everybody go, what? Who is this kid? And... And, you know, him telling his his, his parents are looking for him. They're wandering all over. And, and, you know, he tells Mary, he goes, man, I had to be in my father's house. Yeah. And and so. So good. So, but even, like I said, even with that aspect, he still had to grow into who he was to be, who the Messiah was going to be for you, for me, for everybody that's listening and, and to provide this model to us that. Man, I'll just tell you right now, and I, I don't want to sound legalistic. If you're the same person you were a year ago, you have just wasted this last year of your life. I ultimately feel like our time on earth here is to love God, to love people, and make disciples, but it's really also to become who we're supposed to be for eternity.
0: Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I love that. And thank you for the conviction. You can leave now. <laughs> no, no, I don't want you to leave. I want you to stay right there. Yeah. One of the many things I love about you is the loving challenge, the yeah. truth and love that you always give. And so. Um, I appreciate that so much. Um, One of the points you bring up is that, you know, I was thinking about that too when Jesus was 12 and he was teaching in the temple and people were in awe. But remember, Jesus was both God and man. And so there's not really anything that he went through that he can't understand us. He knows what we go through. He knows our hurts, our fears everything. And and he's been through all these things. So we, he can relate to us and we can relate to him. Absolutely. That's that relational part yeah. of it. So it's not like he's standing on this big giant cliff pointing down with this booming voice saying, you need to grow. He's been in there in the thick of it yeah, right yeah. here on earth with yeah. us. Yeah, I
1: love how you said that. Like, I don't like imagine Jesus like pointing at me going, man, I'm, you better grow. Like, I look at him going like, hey, man, what I've got for you is so amazing, so abundant. Keep taking steps towards it.
0: You're going to love what it is when you get here. Absolutely. And that's a big trust thing. Yeah. That's a big trust thing. And for me, even a little bit of a revealing moment here, mm. there have been so many times where I have I see that, see what he wants for me, but fear grips it. Well, what if I fail? I can't get out of the boat and walk on water. I might sink. I've just I've done that too many times where that's my confession moment yeah. where it brings my development to a screeching halt. So, hold so I got to get out of the boat. So
1: we're we're here in the studio talking. Les, are you telling me that you're a man? <laughs> I am. In this, I look down and see this flesh. Oh, well, and I've shared this with you before too. Like my least favorite verse, like Jesus, I love you. If you're listening to this podcast, I know you are. Oh yes. like, Please don't be mad. Is Hebrews 11, 6. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Like, oh. So we can grow and we can do all this stuff. But like you said, until we take those just like brave, uncomfortable steps, we're not living
0: in a really pleasing way. Absolutely. Yeah. So in personal growth, mm-hmm there is uh, the mindset I need to grow yeah okay but then there's also so many of us out there that also have goals yeah I've got these goals yeah is there a difference between a growth mindset and a goal mindset are uh, oh. they together yeah,
1: no I you know I love this um I you know you you mentioned being very driven um for a lot of my life i was very goal driven and don't, hear me out oh, when i say this i think goals are a great tool absolutely but i think we can fall into a trap if we have a goal mindset where the goal becomes the most important thing i i think we miss out on the opportunity for as much growth as possible i'll tell you this in the early 2000s i wanted to be as fit and as healthy and as active as possible and so I did the Ironman triathlon. Yes, you did. And uh, that was in 2005, which makes me feel really old right now. Um, But in that, I remember setting this goal of I'm going to do the Ironman. And I did it. And here's what's crazy, Les. Three months after it was over, I was just essentially the same guy physically that I was before any of the training started. I wish... When I was that age, that somebody would have explained this growth mindset to me, Sure, because ultimately, my goal was to be fit and healthy and active, right? Um, and if I would have put my my focus on that, then my habits and my behaviors and my life change would have been different. And in my mind somewhere, I made up this, you know, kind of false lie that, man, an iron man is as fit as somebody can be. So if I can become an iron man, I'll be as fit as I can be. And it's just not not true. It's temporary. And so when I say, a growth mindset to me is what I want to have the rest of my life. It's not looking at just doing something, but it's ultimately looking at like, who can I become or what is possible over the long run?
0: Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that. And, and again, being a gym guy yeah. and, and loving to work out and, and staying fit, I'm with you that I used to be this, oh, I've got to get to this point. Yeah. And, and I put an end and And the word I guess I want to use in and it's a biblical word is sanctification. Yeah, it's the continued process, yeah, of of growing in Christ yeah. and and being more Christ-like as best we can. But that goes until the day we pass from here into eternity. Mm-hmm. But you know my my gym mindset was, well, if I get to a certain body fat, if I get to a certain look or feel or, Strength level, whatever that may be, which I don't know how you can really measure that. Yeah, and then I got there, even yeah. into my early 40s, and then what? Right. And then I figure, okay, well, I'm there, and then it backed off a little, backed off a little, backed off a little, and just like you said, I am the exact. I've backed off so much now. I'm the exact place now. Yeah. I had different tools right. that I could pick up again yeah. and had life experience where I kind of failed a little bit and yeah. backed off. So it was easier for me to jump back in because I had the tools I needed that I'd never had before, but that was where it turned for me. It wasn't being 40 and all of a sudden now I'm fitter than I've ever been, Yeah, which I thought at the moment, that's it. I've yeah. arrived. Right. That's not it. Right. What happened was I learned from the mistakes of that, got the tools I needed, yeah. and then so I was originally goal mindset. Yeah. Hit the goal. Yeah. Now what? Right. And then it got to, oh, okay, there's consistency. And now it's a growth mindset where I don't need to have 4% body fat. I just want to be around for my two teenage boys. A-
1: absolutely. So you can and, just- and, and that leads to a lifetime of behavior change into becoming who you want to be. And. and- um, you know, it's easy for you and I to talk about it from like a fitness standpoint, but I see it so much, too, in the the faith world. You and I, obviously, in the church world, we've got leadership structure. You see it from Moses and Jethro setting up, you know, leader of tens, of fifties, of thousands. And we do that so that the church can function well. and And I imagine there's people listening that are looking at, like— man, I'd like to lead at that next level. Like, man, I'd like to, man, I'd like to be a student pastor. Man, I'd like to be the family pastor. And let me tell you what, those are great things to aspire to. But when we create a growth mindset and go, man, I want to be more like Jesus. Right. Then the other pieces are fine. But if I just go, man, I, you know what, I just really want to be a student pastor. And then all of a sudden I wind up a student pastor. And then I go, what's next? Right. And so I think figuring out who we are, who Christ has created us to be and spending the time we have here, loving people well and becoming the best version of that is the greatest investment in our time and energy that
0: we can make. And I'll go even back to like when I was doing the workout 40 thing, the goal, I also was not lifting weights for Jesus. Right. I wasn't using my body to be fit for Jesus, I was doing it for me. Yeah. But then when the growth mindset came in, God wants me healthy because this is his temple Absolutely. and he wants me to take care of it and yeah. he wants me to be a leader, a good husband, a good father. Yeah. And if I let myself go and I'm not healthy, I'm kind of pulling myself away from that. I don't think the same, act the same. Don't have the energy. Yeah. And life and ministry yeah, takes energy. It oh takes my effort. Goodness, You know does. better than I do. Yeah.
1: And, and so this growth mindset towards spiritual health, emotional health, and physical health, those are things that we see Jesus model out his whole life. And those are the things too, like when we apply a growth mindset to these things, we really get, and I, I love our church's name, Abundant Life. We really get that life abundant. It's something that all of us crave um, and
0: so many of us chase it in so many different ways. right. Um so yeah, so this this growth mindset, are we talking about quiet time every day? We're we talking about prayer? We we talking about going to church on sun? What do we t- what does it all encompass so, in this growth mindset? Yeah, you
1: know, so for me, growth mindset, there's there's when I look at who I am, like Christ has created me. you know, the commands on our lives are really simple. Love God, love people, make disciples. But then he has created us unique. And so, I can tell you I want to grow and become as wise as possible. I want to grow and become as loving as possible. Um, you and I have been friends, so you're not going to be surprised. I want to be as adventurous as possible. No, um, yeah, Jeremy and, Brownlee? So, no. And, and so I want to be the best developer of people that I can be. Yeah. Um, I want to be a great builder of teams and I want to solve problems. And that goes back to the wisdom. And so these aspects, I see them all modeled out by Jesus. I want to be intentional about growing in these aspects of life. Um, and, you know, I've heard it said less that Um, Experience is the best teacher. And I don't disagree with that, but here's what I will say. I don't have enough time on this earth to have to experience everything I wanna know. So, man, I wanna learn from your experience and I wanna learn from other people's experience. So, man, I'm gonna study the Proverbs to become more wise. And I'm gonna study God's word and, and Jesus' earthly ministry so that I can become more loving and kind.
0: On a consistent basis. On a
1: consistent basis. And I'm gonna put, for me, some kind of system in place. Now, I'm not overly organized, but I'm going to put some kind of system in place to make sure that I'm not wasting either my experience or your experience or others that I'm taking in because I do care about who I'm becoming. And so, yeah, I I do a a scriptural journal every morning. Um, At the end of every night, I write one thing that I learned that day because I have a challenge to myself in, in regards to this is how do I become better? Well, I, I learn at least one thing every day. And that sets me up uh, hungry to have conversations with people like you and, you know, people that are listening to this podcast because everyone's experience can help me become more who Jesus created me to be.
0: Right. And I feel like you had mentioned about experience and how life is too short. We don't have enough time. If I'm just relying on experiences to help me grow and not being intentional about digging in. Yeah. Yeah then I am not going to be super effective. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to be standing around waiting. Yeah. And that's not what no. we're called to be. No,
1: that's you're going to kind of just, you know, receive or accept your life at that point. Whereas when we become intentional, we begin to, to become the
0: leaders of our life. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And one of the things you when you use the word, I wrote these two words down, and I think it's the opposite of intentional or intentionality, winging it. Yeah. To wing it. Yeah. We're not designed to wing it. I mean, you can rely on God, but you have to know him. You have to learn about him and grow and then combine that with experiences and things that he puts you in and situations. It's how your faith grows. It's how everything, your marriage grows, your family grows, your friendships grow your positions and occupations and leadership abilities and effect and influence. And sorry, I could go on. (laughs) No, you're going,
1: but you're exactly right. Like we're saved by grace through faith and our faith is the most important aspect. And so I kind of use this analogy a lot. Like if you were laying in your bed in the middle of the night and you heard like the door bust open, are you going to just lay there and pray or are you going to do something? Right. Um, like we know it's not works that saves us. We know it is faith. And so what I would say is, man, you be praying while you investigate what just broke your door open. Right. And, and so that intentionality. Yeah. I, I read God's word every morning and I blocked it off. It wasn't a natural thing for me. It was a discipline that I built in um, a lot of years ago. And the fruit from that or the change in my life has been amazing because of the intentionality
0: of it absolutely so i want to share three verses with you and i want you to comment we've got one more question as we wrap this up here pretty soon about coaches and mentors because we are not meant to do Mm -hmm. life or growth alone alone.
1: i believe abundant life says it well when they
0: say people need people a and men yeah to that absolutely And again, fatherhood wounds for me that Mm. one day I'm going to come on our Watching World podcast and lay that whole thing down. I mean, what a battle of of life and father wounds of being told unworthy, unworthy. Mm. And so life was prove yourself, prove yourself. And you don't need anybody. And that's a lie from the pit. Oh, man. We are meant to do life. With someone not alone. Absolutely. And that's
1: why, like I can say, a lot of my growth has come from conversations with you. And I know we're going to get into that in a little bit. But man, anybody that's listening to this, if you don't have somebody you can talk about who you are now and who you want to be, there's my challenge to you. Find that person. Amen. They are. That's one of the things I love about how like big and healthy our church is. Your person is here somewhere. Somewhere. If you'll pray and seek you will find.
0: That's right. And God knows the desires of your heart, and we all need the accountability yeah. and the friendship and growing together yeah. and developing. And if you're that person who shies away, I get it. Yeah. I, I understand. I'm not shy, but still went want, wanted to do things alone for a long time, and that's a tough place to be, yeah. man. There's no measuring yeah. stick or nobody that can pick you up, and you, you'll find— that you can pick someone up too, Mm. even better than maybe you thought you could. And so uh, it's just so important.
1: I love how you kind of led that off and that's okay. I guarantee if there's a, you know, an introverted person listening to this podcast right now, they're not going to want to sit and talk about uh, life and uh, mentoring and coaching and personal growth with me. Like my energy and extrovertedness may make them freak out and that's okay. That's what I'm saying. Like your people are here.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I love that. So here are a couple verses I found. We talk about, well, what does the Bible say? Does it talk about growth yeah. or growing? Yeah. Well, here's a couple of verses. This is 2 Peter 3, 18, which says, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To him be the glory both now and to the day of eternity. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Grow. Yeah. That's what he's telling us. Absolutely. Grow in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, yeah. Jesus Christ.
1: Yeah, and, you know, so the first thing, Les, that jumps to my mind when uh, I hear that is, like, growth. You know, I heard it said one time that uh, people don't learn when they hear something. People don't even learn when they do something. People don't learn until they reflect upon what they've heard and done. Good. Okay. And so that growth aspect, you know, this is one of the things I love about growing as a follower of Jesus. He even tells us, you know, don't just be hearers of the word, but be doers of the word. That, that growth in faith and knowledge and
0: understanding comes from when we live the life he created us to live. Amen. So Hebrews five twelve through 14 says this, what I read from that, yeah. you're not meant to be a child all your life. <laughs> Put the bottle down, baby. That's t- you Get know, you a steak. Steak is good. Yeah, steak your, teeth, is d- yeah, d- your your baby teeth fall out and permanent ones come in. Yes.
1: Yeah, steak is delicious unless you're vegan and then portobello mushrooms are
0: delicious. Absolutely. But you still need your teeth to do it. And no. so, you know, we we joke around, but, but the point is, is that we're not designed to stay yeah. babies in the faith. Yeah. There's so many benefits and wow. so much you can learn and invest in other people people as you grow. And I've got just one more here, and then we'll move on. This is Ephesians 4, 14 and 15. Mm. So that we may no longer be children, and this is the amazing part Mm. that ties into it, Mm. so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes. Rather speaking truth and love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head into Christ. Mm. Grow up. We are to grow up.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, I just, um, I love Paul's writing. And uh, as you and I were talking about having this, Romans 6 19 jam- jumped out to me. He says, I'm using a human analogy because of the weakness of your flesh. When you actually break down f- your flesh, you can even see it can also translate to human nature. Um, For just as you offered the parts of yourself as slaves to moral impurity and to greater and greater lawlessness, so now offer them as slaves to righteousness, which results in sanctification. And so I love that Paul is, is saying right here, and it ties exactly with the scripture you just shared, like the more we live Step by step, the way we're
0: created, the more
1: the the growth compounds.
0: Absolutely, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, so, coaches and mentors. Yeah. Okay, so one of the things I do actually for a living is life coaching. Yep. So Christian life coaching, and then life coaching. Yes yeah. People want to do it more of in a, in a business yeah. side of things, absolutely. And, and as a Christian, it's always Christian life coaching. I mean, I mean yeah. it really is. Yeah. It's, It's, uh, and and, and, you know, there's a really cool story that there was a a young man who called me one day and said, and this is a praise God moment, this has nothing to do with me, but he I know called, you boast in nothing but the cross. That's the o- only <laughs> thing I want to do. But this is a glory to God thing and how people are searching out there. Mm. So he wanted to sign up for life coaching. He'd heard uh, we, we had a similar person that, like at, at Fantasy Camp. He's yeah. a former Royals player. Yeah. I coach now at Fantasy Camp. At 52, I don't play. <laughs> That's long gone. <laughs> but the point is, he's like, yeah, I want to give it a shot. And so the very first time, we were just talking about things, and he asked the question about something he'd heard on the radio about my family faith, our first life coaching turned into him accepting Jesus as his Lord and Savior.
1: Praise God. Oh,
0: man, I hung up that phone and about fell out. I was praying, God, thank you. Thank you for that opportunity. But thank you for growing me up Mm. into a point where I was able to lead him and point him to the savior because yeah. that had nothing to do with me but an opportunity and time and so it is a definitely praise god moment Amen. but coaching mentors surrounding ourselves with people that will help us grow is huge is it not
1: oh to me it's it's
0: vital. And I'm not talking, that. I'm not talking pay a life coach. That's not what I no, mean at all. I'm just saying it's important as we grow to have people around us.
1: Yeah. So, you know, community is one of our core values here and we've kind of That's laughed right. with the, the people need people, but we, we do. But, you know, just to kind of for our audience to differentiate, there's kind of, in my opinion, there's two different roles between a coach and a mentor. Um, a coach is simply somebody that cares about you and knows that you are capable of more than you're naturally going to do by yourself. Well said. And they will ask you the hard questions um, to keep pointing you to the best version of yourself. A mentor is somebody that's different. So to me, a mentor is someone that has done, accomplished, or become something that I desire to be. And so I can go to a mentor and ask, how did you accomplish X? um, you know, how did you raise four godly teenagers? And so I have some mentors in my life that, you know, their kids are now in their middle twenties because I look at who they are as a dad. Um, and I go, man, I want some of that. Right. Um, and I've got some, you know, leadership mentors that are leading bigger organizations than I lead that I can ask them, Hey, how did you tell me what you were thinking when you did this? Um, but from a coaching standpoint, you know, our staff here on the family ministry we're we're building and growing everyone as coaches and honestly some of our younger staff at times coach me really well i can
0: i could probably name a few of <laughs> yeah, those yeah, that i, I want oh yeah, man i know you can but there's the, a rock star roster in oh, there oh
1: there is and it, it's ultimately you know we're trying to build a culture in all of family ministry and honestly, just in all of Abundant Life of this coaching, you know, our, our mission is to see lives changed by Jesus. And to me, one of the best ways any of us can see our lives changed is asking those hard questions, those, hey, you know, what is God teaching you? To me, is one of my favorite coaching questions.
0: So our, our people out there, as we wrap this up someone, maybe not have a coach, mentor, prayer first, pray for that person, ask God to bring that person to you in your life, someone that you may have on your heart that might be good, kind of people you admire in the faith, people that you see or maybe life experience, yeah. a little older maybe or something like that. So is that the next step for people? How do they find that yeah. coach or mentor? And,
1: and, you know, so I hope everybody that's listening to this is involved in at least two aspects of Abundant Life. I hope you're in community. So I, I hope you have friends. And so have a conversation. Listen to this podcast and say, hey, are, are you willing to ask me hard questions if I ask you hard questions? That's a beauty, too, of a coaching relationship. You and I, every time we have a cup of coffee, it turns into a, a coaching conversation. Always. It always does. And mm-hmm. it's part of the reason why I love hanging out with you. That's right. Um, and, and so, you know, that aspect is easy. But the other part I would say is, man, be involved in serving somewhere. Our serve teams are building this infrastructure into what we do so that we can ultimately be helping everyone grow um, and everyone, you know, see their lives changed by Jesus. And so that would be my, my next step for everybody. Man, get plugged into community. Get plugged into serving. And unless, you know, anybody that's listening here, too, can reach out to either one of us with questions. Um, I love this topic. You know, I tell people all the time, every time I sit down with a young 20 year old, I'm like, hey, get really intentional about your growth right now. And by the time you get into your middle 40s, like me, you will be amazed at the man or the woman that you've
0: become. Absolutely. Jeremy, um, I, I love who you are. I love more importantly, who you stand for and uh, your heart for Christ. Uh, I so value our friendship and, and thank you for investing. Ministry's hard. Life can be hard. Everything can be difficult, but you do things with such an incredible joy, and I've never seen you without a smile on your face, whether you were stressed or not, uh, no matter what the circumstance. And you—you you, you may be lying just a little bit there. You've seen me, you've seen me revved up a couple of times. But it doesn't within last a very short long. Time, yeah. yeah, it doesn't last very long. Within a short yeah. time, the smile comes back. I don't <laughs> yeah. know that I ever jumped in a conversation, jumped out like, "Wow, I didn't see Jeremy smile." Eventually, yeah, okay. you got that smile on your face. But regardless <laughs> of that, yeah. um, I just want to bring to you that you have been a mentor coach leader and I'm just so thankful for your friendship and your example as a as a Christ-like man who um, is just like all of us a sinner saved oh, by grace
1: amen and I would say the exact same thing about you Les for the last decade anytime I get to hang out with you I always leave more of who I want to become
0: mm, that's awesome ditto buddy well thank you for being here Jeremy Brownlee family pastor you are the continued rock star that I love absolutely so listen uh for our listeners out there, it it takes time. Growth takes time. One of the things you won't find in the Bible is Jesus saying, you have seven days to grow. You have to do this (laughs) by the time you're 15. I know I shouldn't jump in again. There is no
1: magic pill, kind of like fitness. There is no easy path to growth. It is always work,
0: but it's always worth it. Absolutely. It is always worth it. So just get into God's word. Just give it, a, give it a shot, start, get in community. It's important to do life together. Find that one person, pray through it. Um, you know, hitting your knees in prayer, asking God to bring those people into your life. And it's just a daily, continued, consistent practice. Consistency is going to be key. but remember, you're not the one that causes the growth. You're opening your mind and your heart to allow God to grow you in the faith. Mm -hmm. And that's how much He loves you. He wants you to grow. He's gonna do the work. He just wants you to be available.
1: Yeah, that's awesome.
0: Absolutely. So listen, um, for those of you listening, um, we appreciate you being here. If you want to find out more information about Abundant Life and Lee Summit, uh, Family Ministry, where Jeremy serves, serving opportunities anywhere in the ministries, The Next Steps, so much more, community, you name it, just visit livingproof.co. For my guest, Jeremy Brownley, I'm Les Norman. Thanks for joining us today on The Watching World Podcast.